are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, January 11. I hope your 2023 is off to a great start, and I have both good news and bad. Yes, we have to work a full five days this week. But Monday is another holiday. As grumpy as I can tend to be on most holidays, I must say this one is one of my favorites, the celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Truly a worthy reason to refrain from the usual grind and spend some time in contemplation of the achievements of Dr. King. The transition to 2023 heralds the very exciting topic of new ITS Pro general time tracking codes for the new year. The particulars are way too exciting to convey here, and I wouldn't want to take attention away from today's interview. So check out the homepage of The Current for more information. Look for a bright yellow box. You can't miss it. Also, don't forget that next Tuesday at 1 p.m. is the next Ask Me Anything session with our department leadership. I hope to see you there. One final thing before our interview, I know you have all been waiting on pins and needles for this announcement, but yes, you can stop waiting. Registration as of today is open for Process Palooza 2023. Head on over to processpalooza.ucsd.edu to read about some of the events that are coming up on March 28th and 29th at this year's in-person event at the Price Center. See what is happening with the competition. More importantly, register, get your spot for all of the continuous improvement celebrations that will be happening at the end of March. Subscribe to our newsletter to keep abreast of all of the updates that will be happening as those dates approach ever nearer. I look forward to sharing more with you about that event as these podcasts continue for the year. But now it's time for this week's interview. Angie Liu caught up with Joy Gakuya. Good morning, podcast world. Angie Liu here, project manager. I'm here with Joy, and we're going to talk a little bit about what he and his team does for IT services. Joy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Good morning and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Let's start with your full name, title, and how long you've been at UCSD. All right. Joy Gakuya. And uh, I've been with UCSD for 28 years and some months. I'm the uh, supervisor of the uh, telecommunications project management team and planning team. Time out. 28 years and some months? Yes. That is a while. That's a long while. Yes. Yes. How much has the campus changed? I know that's that's like a very big statement. A but... lot, a lot, a lot. From the time I joined the university, in terms of telecommunications, um, <clears throat> so you know when I uh, was hired, there was no fiber optics on campus, so I pretty much kind of helped migrate from the legacy, you know, cabling system to the now fiber optics, high-speed broadband fiber optic net, net, network. Yeah, it was, there was no, you know, fiber at that time. Wow, wow. I can't imagine the old days. <laughs> yes. Super slow. Yeah. Very slow. 
Well, uh, you touched a little bit about what you helped do in the past. So what do you and your team do today for IT services? Yeah, so uh, what we do is uh, we uh, work very closely with campus departments like uh, uh, campus planning department, uh, CPM, a capital program management team for construction, uh, design and construction of new buildings uh, on campus. Uh, we work with UCSD facilities management for building renovations. And we also, we go into pretty much all buildings on campus to upgrade the existing data cabling and networks and, and pretty much all the buildings on campus. We do it, you know, uh, every seven years, we go to each one of the buildings and we upgrade the cabling and the network and, and wireless access points in, in, in the buildings on campus. Yeah, so we pretty much help with, uh, you know, planning and design, the structured cabling, the data cabling to support all the network connections. And we help design the infrastructure and the cabling system for the fiber optic cable network. Uh, all the buildings on campus are tied together with fiber optics, uh, BR node rooms, and we have about a dozen of those node rooms on campus. One of my team members also, he manages uh, contracts um, and, you know, microsites, cellular cell sites that belong to AT&T, Verizon, and other carriers. Mm. And also he uh, liaises with, you know, other uh, companies to kind of, uh, manage the uh, indoor and outdoor distributed antenna system, we call DAS system. Uh, we put projects out to bid, cabling projects, mm. uh, structured cabling and fiber optics. Um, and a cabling system is basically the underpinning of the network on campus. And that's how we deliver connectivity and services to pretty much every building on campus and every department on campus. Yeah. So you're customers are the departments not necessarily the students or faculty does that sound right uh it's actually all of that okay uh, the departments and students and faculty members in the sense that say for like one of the uh, uh big housing projects under construction right now like the theater district living and learning neighborhood project that's a housing and dining um services project and you know, 2,000 beds for undergrad students. In a way, we're kind of helping kind of, you know, towards mm. serving the student population on campus. Um, in some areas like at Cal IT, where some researchers would request for fiber optic connections, then we provide them the design and the cabling oh, and the fiber wow. optics. So in a way, we're kind of helping out the, the uh, you know, research researchers and in that way. And wow. but you know, let all these departments I mentioned, like CPM, facilities management, uh, real estate department, uh, in a way, uh, we're helping, we're support supporting their projects towards supporting the entire campus community. You know, students, uh, faculty, and staff, basically. So yeah. Wow. So your team's work affects everybody. That's amazing. But pretty much, yeah. It's, it's pretty much amazing. Like I said, uh, the NGN program that we implement where we go into buildings on campus to upgrade the networks every seven years, uh, that program affects everybody on campus. Um, 
you know, we have about 450 buildings on campus. And, wow. Yeah, and we kind of group them up into chunks of, say, 12 buildings. And every, you know, six months, we upgrade six buildings. We upgrade the cabling network, you know, six buildings and 12 total in a year. And then we come back every seven years to, you know, it's a cycle. And we've been doing it since uh, 2000. So. so not only are you maintaining, right, the buildings that did come up online and you guys had to do all the wiring and all that for that. But what about the new ones, right? So you're maintaining the old ones, but also you guys are part of the new projects. Tell us a little bit about those new projects. Yeah, the new projects, we are kind of very much involved. We work very closely with the design teams, uh, working on those projects through CPM uh, and, uh, and and with, you know, the living and learning neighborhood type projects, we work very closely with housing and dining. So we uh, provide sort of like uh, design inputs and guidelines for uh, designing the uh, structured cabling, uh, data cabling for, for these buildings and, you know, for how to best connect those buildings to the campus network via our node rooms with, you know, using fiber optic cable. So we provide that kind of input to the design team so that they can then put together the construction plans to build the infrastructure to allow us to bring, you know, fiber optic cable into the buildings and provide connectivity and, you know, network connections and wireless system so we work very closely with ITS data network engineers um, mm. they design the actual uh, networks and you know wireless access points in each of these buildings we my team helps with you know the design of the cabling uh, plant structured cabling uh, we call category 6a cabling mm. and fiber optics yeah we like you know, projects such as the uh, theater district living and learning project. Um, we there's miles and miles of category six cables and fiber optic cables that are being installed in this type of buildings. Yeah, which and is we have no amazing. idea. We, we can we don't see it. We don't see all the work and the miles and miles of cabling you guys help put into that. Amazing. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and. There's a lot of time in the planning and design stage of these projects that we kind of you um, spend. We spend reviewing plans and drawings before the university actually authorizes contractors to start breaking ground and mm. and build this building. So, um, and during construction, members of my team, project managers. They uh, work um, very closely with the project inspectors, university um, inspector on record, um, the architects, the engineers, and they go out and do their uh, quality inspections and quality assurance to make sure that the cabling system is being um, installed according to our standards and specifications. PM to PM, I have to ask you about planning versus execution, right? So with the pandemic, supply chain disruptions and all that fun stuff, how has planning for these new buildings actually aligned with implementation? Tell me a little bit about how your team has to deal with that. Yeah, so uh, my team ever since the pandemic uh, 
we although we're kind of uh, we have you know flexible schedules most of my most of us are actually on campus campus in person since the pandemic because uh the projects uh the, the new building constructions they actually they didn't stop because of the pandemic so they continued construction so we need to be kind of engaged uh, all the time and so the pms are mostly here in person and if not on campus in person kind of making sure we collaborate with general contractors the cpm engineers and architects via remote zoom meetings or teams meetings and things like that and we also review plans uh, and submittals um, using blue beam it's a collaboration tool that we use to check plans and drawings and photos and things like that regarding supply chain issues um, a lot of the construction materials because terrible long lead time brought about the supply chain issues um some parts of the construction uh, have been affected by that uh, some delays plus you know impact the cost because now the prices of all these materials just skyrocketing to you know, sometimes 65 percent no way yes wow. escalation costs so yeah not much I, in equipment, as far as the telecommunication data network equipment, but in terms of other construction materials, that's just sometimes um, the projects are just trying to figure out, you know, where to get the additional money for the 65%, you know, escalation costs and things like that. So, but cabling wise for us, we've seen, I'd say about maybe between 15 to 25% increase in costs of this category six cabling for fiber optics lead time is between you know 12 weeks to maybe 12 20 weeks wow um, we're fortunate enough to that you know we work very closely with some of the uh, suppliers locally we, and we kind of give them plenty of advance notice about mm. this future project so what they did they ordered materials in advance correct so that we're not impacted as much by the long lead time so nice nice yes. planning ahead right that's exactly. our uh, solution exactly right and to these disruptions thank you so much for sharing all the fun things you guys have been doing and it's crazy because i went to campus i don't know right before winter break and yes. i was just like looking at those cranes everywhere and i'm just like it's amazing because I actually went to UCSC as undergrad. And for me, yes. so much has changed. I can't imagine what 28 years of changes looks like for you. That's yes. Crazy. yeah. When were you on campus as a student? I was a student. Uh, now everyone's going to know my age <laughs> <laughs> if I tell them. But I was yeah. on campus 2004 to 2008 as a student. Got it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So there were only six colleges, right? And uh, North Torrey Pines Living Learning was actually two parking lots that I used to park at. Correct. It's yes. It's crazy. And I, uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, slowly and slowly the campus has been converting those surface parking lots into small campuses with high rise buildings and things like that. Yeah. I, I've heard this a long time ago. People were saying like parking lots are just future buildings, right? Like don't get yeah. used to them, right? Yes, absolutely right. And the way the campus, you know, has been kind of developing 
right? Uh, converting those surface parking lots into living and learning type neighborhoods with underground parking structures built into them. Uh, to me, it just makes sense. It just makes kind of better and more efficient use of the land, if you will. The space, yeah. Uh, by building, of course, you know, vertically. Absolutely. Um, and there's a few more surface parking lots on campus. <laughs> <laughs> so potentially those could be new buildings as well, right? Oh, yes, definitely, right? Like maybe we'll, I don't know when you're pro- planning on retiring, but maybe a few years from now we'll have another interview where we're like, hey, now we're working on these new buildings, like these new colleges. Well, yeah, talking about the new the new buildings and new colleges, uh, right now we're working on the plans for another living and learning type project uh, in the lower Marshall area. Um, so if you're familiar with economics building, Sequoia yes. Hall, yes, the, that area um, and the lower Marshall apartments, uh, all those will be demolished. Uh, wow, I didn't uh, know that. Starting starting uh, maybe June of next year, and four high rise buildings will be constructed in that area. So that's going to be uh, similar to theater district living and learning and Pepper Canyon West, except that there's no parking structure included in the programming for for this site. And the project is called the uh, Ridgewalk North Living and Learning Neighborhood oh. Project. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I learned something new today. Ridge Walk North Living right. and Learning Neighborhood. They're going to keep the neighborhood in the neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. So after we've talked through, you know, some of the projects, some of the cool yes. things you guys are doing, um, how do you see your team's goals within the overall IT services goals? How does it fit? Yeah. So our goal is, of course, to help uh, all this, you know, campus projects in terms of providing network connectivity, right? And in terms of designing the uh, structured cabling and the infrastructure to support the cabling, copper, telephone cables and fiber optic cables. So in a way, we're kind of contributing to the mission of ITS by kind of helping uh, design and build that infrastructure to allow ITS to deliver that service to each of the members of the campus community. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we constantly, like I said, work with the different departments on campus. There's any issues with connectivity uh, in terms of cabling, kind of help them out, resolve uh, the issues so that they can uh, restore connections and continue working either academically or research or, you know, students just helping kind of you know, access some websites, yes, that yes. kind of stuff. So, but yes, after listening to the different things that your team does, definitely there's a direct, <laughs> right? Like a direct line between what you guys do and how ITS supports campus. So appreciate it. Appreciate mm-hmm. everything you and your team do. Before we close out this yeah. interview, since we just finished winter break, Anything yes. you want to share that you did or any interesting hobbies or plans you have for this year? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, in terms of hobbies, yeah, I, you know, I play guitar. Or oh, very cool. Tried to learn how to play guitar. And I started just two years ago when pandemic started. And, you know, I, two years later, I can 
I can say I have about 12 songs that I can play, you know, really well. Impressive. Um, like part of my repertoire, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, interesting things. You know, I uh, kind of very much fascinated by, uh, you know, how the ancient people build, you know, structures like pyramids and things like that. So, mm-hmm. so I went to uh, Teotihuacan in Mexico City or near Mexico City and oh, wow. looked at the pyramids there and fascinated by that and kind of, you know, with the knowledge, my knowledge of project management and other things and kind of try it in my head to kind of envision how they did it, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, how they were able to move those big stones and you know, lift them and form them into uh, those, you know, pyramids that we still see today. And so for next year, I'm hoping, I'm thinking of going to Egypt to take a look at the great pyramids there and compare, you know, the pyramids in Mexico and pyramids in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's I've got, okay, I'm a dork, okay? But okay. you were talking about the pyramids? Yes, <laughs> I started thinking about how their project manager, their team back then, I don't know if they thought that whatever they were doing was going to last a lifetime. Same thing with what you and your team are doing. The things you're doing in these buildings are going to last like generations. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about the type of footprint, right? Or maybe it's a little crazy to call it a legacy that you and your team are leaving on campus, future generations. Right, like are going to enjoy what you and your team have put together, just like the pyramids. Is that too much? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, I guess a way to kind of look at it. You know, my team and, and me personally, when I kind of get involved in in any of these projects, uh, especially new buildings, I always think of you know the lifespan of the building, right? you know, say 50, uh, 50 years or so. But yeah, absolutely right. Um, and and that, that's the reason why we want to do it right the first time in the design and engineering, because those buildings will, will last for 50, 60 years. So we want to do it correctly in the design at the beginning. Yeah. So Joy, mm-hmm. thank you very much for joining me today on the podcast. I think that's one of the cool things about the podcast yeah. is I actually get to meet people, right? We've, I've been with IT services for five years, not much, right? Yeah. Compared to a lot of other people, but I would have, I don't know if I would have ever met you like in person, in person obviously. Yeah. yeah. Obviously now that we're, a lot of us are more remote, like the chances of us meeting each other is a lot slimmer, but because we have things like this, I can learn about you and your area. And it's amazing. Like yeah. I, I learned so much today. In our time together. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Okay, hopefully uh, we'll talk to you soon, right? When we learn more about these other cool projects in the future. Sure, yeah. Thanks so much. All right, take care, Angie. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd. 
www.ebuilderhub.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.